Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and here is Martin Grunberg. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Nikki P, it's excellent to be here, bud. How you doing? I am doing phenomenal. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So I'll, I'll give you my GTR. It's the girls' uh, birthday week. One Ooh. turns 12 and the other turns 14. Oh, wow. A tween and a 14-er. Oh, so, wow. yeah, things are getting things are getting a little hairy around the, the Grunberg household. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure that's got to be a crazy fun week for you. Uh, it's, yeah. Sorry. No, it's nuts. It's, uh, I posted this one video on Facebook, the younger daughter surfing in her swim diaper. It seems like it was honestly yesterday. Um, and well, I posted it yesterday, but, but the, the video footage seemed like it was yesterday and here she is turning 12. So it's, it's wild. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. So lots of excitement there. Yep, and and of course, wifey is stressing out because of all the parties. So yeah, it's a good time. I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh wow. <laughs> um, yeah, my GTR really is uh, just very excited about uh, some new projects that are happening here. Um, for me personally, I have uh, you know a couple of things that are still not really announcing yet, but a couple of really cool projects that are coming up. Um, and I'm very excited about, you know, the podcast is going well. We're getting some great content and delivering some really solid messages to all our listeners. So I'm excited about that too. You're talking about this podcast. I'm talking exactly <laughs> about this podcast. Yeah. So oh, if God. you're not getting anything from this, I don't know. I got nothing for you, but this podcast is going well. Right on. Sweet. So what, uh, we want to pick up a few balls that we dropped off in the last one, right? Yeah, exactly. Last episode, we, we kind of alluded to the fact of willpower. Um, I think we talked a lot about discipline, um, and briefly touched a little bit on willpower, but I think that's a topic that we really need to dive into a little bit more. Um, I know it's something I'm hearing a lot about, uh, recently, you know, different studies that are out there talking about willpower and how, uh, you know, we have limited supplies of it and how to actually, uh, use it better. But I just wanted to spend this episode kind of talking about that. Sweet. And yeah, it's a pretty trendy topic. I think it goes hand in hand, actually. It's really funny to me how, and I'll probably say this in every episode, how it all comes back to habit. And um, largely because it's this derivative of, of energy, right? So, um, but before we go there, so discipline, what was discipline? It's probably not Webster's uh, dictionary definition, but but doing the things you ought to be doing when you ought to be doing them, regardless if you feel like it or not. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, yeah, that's the key right there. Regardless of if you feel like it or not. <laughs> that is the key. Yeah. And I think I shared that quote, which was the difference between quote unquote successful people and unsuccessful people. And, and the fact is, and again, it's not my quote, but I loved it is, is that successful people, quote unquote, have uh, the habits of doing the things unsuccessful people don't like to do. And the funny thing is the successful people 
don't like to do them either. They don't like to wake up early. They don't like to go for a run. Um, they just develop the habits of them so they become easier over time. So yeah, let's dive into willpower. It's, we're not going to, this isn't going to be a dissertation. And as you said, there's a lot of science. There's a lot of research out there, psychology, behavior, psycho, behavioral psychology. So the, the core idea is we have a limited amount of energy. And as we go through the day, willpower depletes. And so one of the studies, crazy enough, is about, um, a judge, not just a judge, I think they did a survey of, you can Google it or Bing it or whatever you want, but but so, something about judges and harsher decisions come down the later in the day or just before lunch and then after lunch, they, they're a little bit nicer. <laughs> and I think if, uh, depending on the teachers you've had in the past, you've seen that. So, so, and they, they even term this, I think it's de- decision fatigue. So there are people out there, because if, if this com- comes back to behavior change, this idea that, you know, I, and, and I hate to put it like this, but some people conveniently say, um, I don't have the willpower or I don't have the discipline, right? And so if you believe that, chances are you're going to have a hard time getting over it. But why don't we use what we know about willpower, to our, our benefit. So, so, you know, I don't have the willpower to eat that salad at night. Um, what we do know is your decision making and your willpower is going to be stronger in the morning, right? So why don't you pack that salad in Tupperware early? So when you come home and you're fatigued and you've had a brutal day, you don't just grind into the TV dinner, <laughs> right? right? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So, and Really what it kind of comes down to is thinking about some of those habits that you have to create in order to uh, make this decisions intentionally ahead of time almost. Is that correct? That's correct. And, and you can, with habit, you can even take decision making. The idea is to leave in, in an ideal world, and this is hardly an ideal world, you, you leave the decision making for your creative endeavors or your energy. It's not even the decision. It's, it's your energy. You have so much energy. Use that for creative endeavors. And then, and then the simple stuff, right? Like picking out which pair of socks, <laughs> you know, the more you can simplify, the more things work in your behavior. I think it's fairly common at this point. I, I think, uh, that jobs wore like, you know, one uniform or set of clothes like the turtleneck and jeans. I don't know how many pairs he had, but, but that certainly simplifies things. It allows him probably to be more creative and uses energy elsewhere. Yeah. And I, and I know other people who actually have the exact same setup. I mean, not turtleneck and jeans, but they have the exact same uniform essentially. So they wear the same thing every day, not the same clothes. They, they have multiple sets. It's the kind of like their Batman uniform, you know, it's just there in the closet, pull it out. They, uh, every single day, exact same thing. So they never have to spend the time to decide what they're going to wear in the morning. Yeah. So, so again, and, and it ties back to habit. So one more thing about willpower, another study that's coming to mind. Um, and it may be in the book. I think there's a book called the willpower instinct. And why is her name eluding me? She's a great gal. I, I met her up in the Bay area. Oh, that's bumming me out. I'll, I'll bring it up later. But, um, 
I believe the study's in there. You know, when, when students, they, they had two sets of students and they put one under duress or under stressful situation and, um, basically decision making, good decision making, not decision making, good decision making broke down and even decision making. I think they were quicker to just make a decision just to get it over with mm. because, um, they were just depleted. They just didn't have the energy to make a good conscious decision. So people who struggle and they wonder why they struggle, it's easy to say, I don't have the willpower. And you know what? It may appear that way. The reality is we can work this idea to our favor. I, uh, so I'm in a board meeting yesterday towards the end of the day. This guy next to me, I cannot believe how fast he runs. And somehow we were talking about, he's telling me he gets up at 4.30. This guy is probably close to 50. Mm. He he gets up at 4.30, he says he's in the gym by 5.30, and he just is addicted to running. And, oh, yeah, the reason it came up is he couldn't stick around for, for cocktails afterwards because he had to go to his physical therapist. He had a hamstring issue. Oh. The point is this. This is a guy who used habit to work in his favor. He's he's not complaining. He doesn't have the willpower, the discipline, because he's just developed the habit of waking up early and getting into the gym. Decision making is is out of the equation. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what for a listener out there who yep. is you know maybe struggling? Okay, how do I understand willpower? I only have a limited amount of it. How do I best use that? What is their kind of first step to actually thinking about the best ways to uh, get the most out of their willpower? Perfect. So, so there's two things. And remind me, please. I want to come back to things like environment and principles. Some stuff we kind of touched on last time. So I know I've talked about this, but it goes back to. Download that free worksheet or the free app. And if you go through this methodology, because we talked about, uh, cue, routine, reward. And, and I actually broke down why I'm not a huge fan of that necessarily, but to keep this in the positive light, what, what I am a fan of is something called PAR, PAR methodology, which is plan. So, so the person says, God, I can't get into the gym, right? So, okay. That's the habit. What's the minimum success criteria? Uh, let's say 25 minutes because they're going to set the bar low. And then what's the frequency? We're going to just use that worksheet. And we're going to say we're going to do it only on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Now, the person may be saying, look, I can't get in in the morning. I got to be in the office at 8. Okay. Some people would tell you you can still get in in the morning and you ought to try because, again, that's when – it's a great way to start off the day, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I know this guy has to be in actually earlier than that. But if that's not the case, you still have your worksheet here, Nick, where you're like, okay, Thursday, excuse me, Tuesday, Thursday, these are my target days. I got to get in. So you're planning, right? The first, that's the P, plan, set the intention. Then the A is simply act. You can plan all day, but if you don't act, not going to help you. And we started, I think we started off the show with this. Maybe it was another show. Um, but you got to act, right? right? So, and, and we, you've said, well, what happens if you, you plan for a Tuesday, you miss? Well, guess what? Wednesday is still a possibility and it wasn't even a target day. So you can get back on that horse or, or maybe you'll just go two for three that week. But you know what? It's, 
It's far better than 0 for 3, which you were the week before. And maybe next week you go 4 for 3. So you plan, you act, and what's the R? You record. (laughs) That's what this sheet is doing. Record is there's two components. One is tracking. So recording is two things. It's tracking plus notes. You got to, first of all, we've simplified this to one behavior. We're not trying to do 50. We're just doing one thing, get in the gym. So we track plus notes. So at the end of that worksheet, you'll see on the right column, you'll see where it says notes. You put in, um, felt awesome. I stayed actually 35 minutes. I couldn't believe it. Or I was worked. I was too tired, but I, but I made my 25 minutes. The beauty is as you add notes, not just track, you know, not just your single check mark, but it, but it adds, it increases an awareness around this, right? A consciousness that's going to reinforce the behavior. And the final R is just reassess. This worksheet, Nick, is designed for four weeks of tracking. Four weeks is the perfect amount to gain momentum, particularly if you set the bar low and then reflect. How did I do? Well, I was, you know, for the, for the month, I was 17 for 20 instances, which is awesome. Now I'm going to raise the bar. So, so that's the final R is to reassess. Any comments or questions there? No, I, th- I think that's a great little formula and uh, I'll definitely be sure to include that in the show notes. So if people, you know, weren't able to quickly write that down, if you're driving, if you're out running right now or whatever, you can just head back to the show notes page and they will be right there. And so you can get all your notes there. Um, that's cool. Yeah. That, sorry. That template is, is hanging everywhere at this point. It's certainly off the habit factor site and we'll have links to it. And, and it's just plan again, this idea. I mean, what happens? Other than accidents without intention, right? Very little. So, so plan, act, record, which is tracking plus notes and then reassess par. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 no worries. Um, so a little bit different, uh, a way to approach this, but what I'm, I guess what I'm wondering is for, some people out there who, you know, want to create these habits, they want to start having more willpower so that they can spend that on creating high quality habits. Do you have any strategies or tips or tactics of any sort to help people kind of streamline their life a little bit or at least, you know, the first part of their day so they can save up some of that willpower to use on these specific habits? Well, I think we talked about this in a past episode a bit. And, and look, I, I mean, these, some of these things are just going to recur and, and that's probably a good thing. So, so the streamlining begins with what are you after? You know, <laughs> what are you after? Why are you after? What's the, what's the end result? Um, in this case, if, if the, the habit is getting into the gym and, you know, I hope the end result is or the goal here is what? It's to get fit or more fit. Right. Um, so the streamlining is developing these habits that are essential to what you're after. Um, you know, there, there are those core. I think in the app we, we outline six, maybe seven basic kind of um, components, if you will. You know, mind, body. These are categories of well-being, mind, body spiritual, 
social. Those were the core four, right? Got it. And, and so, and by the way, this is a good little exercise. I, you could draw a circle, divide it into four, right? Put a cross right through the middle. And you could just go mind, body, spiritual. And by the way, spiritual doesn't necessarily mean religious, right? It's this idea that you recognize at the end of, well, A, there's a source. <laughs> there's something that creates everything. Um, and you are connected to it. And, and when you leave this earth, you go back to it. So, um, anyhow, it's, it's essential to well-being and peace of mind. So it's one of the core four. And then social, you are, there's a great quote, the eye in illness is for isolation. And the we or the wellness, what is it? The we? The we in wellness. The we in wellness. Yeah. The wellness. What is it? Shoot. Something about basically how you get well is, you know, it's related to the we. So <laughs> I'll have to, uh, I'll have to, now I got to look up another thing. <laughs> it's in the app too. It'll come up. But, but what I'm getting at is so, so you have this circle, your mind, body, social, spiritual. If you were just put numbers there, and, and again, if you're driving, don't do this, but uh, you could say bodies and eight. Mind just means like, are you feeding the mind? Are you being creative? What are those habits? And then, you know, you might find socials a three or spirituals a two. And you, you're probably wondering, why am I off or not feeling right? Well, well, these would be places to draw attention to. And, and say, maybe there's a habit here, like call three friends three times a week or around social or take 15 minutes in the morning around spiritual to whether it's read the Bible or something inspirational. Right. Right. So, so, cause your question was, how do you simplify or how do you streamline or how do you, how do you know what you're doing is even kind of the right thing? This is a very simple exercise to identify your, your just kind of general well-being or overall well-being. Awesome, awesome. So earlier, uh, you kind of briefly mentioned that you wanted to talk about uh, like the environment and like principles. So what were you kind of driving at there? What, what I guess, where do we go? Why are principles important? Why is it important to think about kind of the environment you're in? I was looking up that quote. <laughs> oh, that's it. The I and ill, the I in illness is isolation in the crucial letters. That's what I blew. Crucial letters in wellness are we. That's a cl classic author unknown. So the crucial letters in wellness are we. You know, that uh, unknown seems to do a lot of awesome. Questions. I know. Un unknown is my hero. <laughs> unknown and in that anonymous, you know, they seem to do a lot too. Right. He's related to the any key. Yeah, yes. <laughs> You, you you heard that one, right? I did. That was a good one. That was a good one. That's a good one. I can't find the any key. Uh, so look, I I know it seemed like I didn't hear your question, but I kind of heard it. And it's about principles and environment. And so another way to look at willpower is to stack the cards somewhat in your favor. What I mean by that is using the environment uh, I think I mentioned leaving the shoes in front of the door to instigate a run. Um, I, I, I leave stuff in front of the door in the office just to make sure I don't forget it. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
So in a way, you know, the willpower, I know I'm going to be so distracted, fatigued, uh, poor decision making. So I've altered my environment. What about, I think we mentioned this too, but I, I don't want to eat chips. Well, if there are chips in my pantry, I'm kind of screwed <laughs> yeah. because my environment's not supporting that. So ways to s- support your willpower. When it comes to principles, principles are a bit different because, um, and I was talking to you earlier, you know, I learned so much from the late great Dr. Stephen Covey and he goes, I mean, it's like, it's like reading a thesis, but he gets very deep into this idea of how principles govern. And one of, and this idea here he talks about is the law of the farm. And it's really important to understand. So, so, we think we are in control and and to a large extent we are like we are the captain of our destiny, so to speak. However, if you don't align your actions with principles, right? Like, okay, I'm in charge. I can eat whatever the hell I want. Well, you can do that and then you will die a miserable, poor and unhealthy. Of course, it'll be unhealthy. You'll be dying, but, but it'll be a quick, short life. So you're not aligned with principles that say, hey, you know, like take care of yourself. So one of the principles he talks about, for instance, is the law of the farm. And I think it's a good one. And that's why in an earlier episode, I said, I'm not interested. I like you, listener, but not the listener who's looking for, you know, the quick fix. And so principles align with that to a certain extent. He, The law of the farm says you can't plant a seed right today and come in in the morning and see if it's uh sprouted or if you're you have a crop um and he was using the analogy of students who would procrastinate they would not study for six months they study the night before and they cram for a test that you can get away with that but when you're dealing with nature i can't not tend to the crop plant the seeds you know fertilize it water it I can't just wait till the night before <laughs> and and plant the crop and then hope to uh, reap the rewards. And what that is telling us, you know, another one is, um, strangely enough, it's pretty simple. Is this the, the golden rule, right? You treat people like crap and you're violating a governing principle, your life ultimately will be miserable. So how does this relate to habits? Well, in the, in the case of the law of the farm, the habits to develop would be persistence and patience. If it were around the golden rule, it would be kindness, uh, gentleness, things like that, right? Does that make sense? It does. Now, I mean, I'm going very macro and then I'm trying to bring it. But, but what happens and the reason it's worth talking about, Nick, is if if you are trying to achieve goals and you're violating or you're not in line with governing principles, it just it it doesn't work. And if it appears to work, it doesn't work long term. Got it. Got it. And so let's say, you know, and like the law of the farm especially really resonates with me because I don't know if you know this, but I kind of have a farming background, (laughs) very, very rural community, um, big uh, supporter of the future farmers of America. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of my background. So I definitely know, understand these principles very well. Um, But let's say 
you're working to develop that habit of patience or persistence. Like that seems such like um abstract thing. How do you go about developing something like that? Like what does that actually look like for someone if they're trying to create that habit? I love that A, you asked a question, because I'm sure that's what many a person is thinking. And then and then two, I'm glad I just was reminded of this. So so there's a spiritual teacher out there. I hope I don't butcher his name. Don Dapani. And this is I, I keep saying it comes back to habit. So he sat up and spoke in front of our entrepreneur group for like four hours. And he at <laughs> this is what he did. He he handed out a little workbook after talking about spirituality and patience and kindness. So it seems like I've planned this because it's all fitting so perfectly, but I can share with you I have not. So so he talks about these things. These these are, you know, essentially spiritual principles and the meditation. And and so and I'm chomping on the bit trying to keep my mouth shut because I'm all I'm thinking the whole time is, oh, and I did do a blog post about this. So I think you could find it on the Habit Factor blog. But all I'm thinking is. Okay, so so how do people put this in action, Nick? Just like you said, how how do they do this? And so he hands out this little booklet. It's basically a weekly calendar with you're supposed to put a check mark if you were and you get to identify what the behavior is. It was it was it just floored me. So so it does seem abstract. You sit there and you say, "Well, well, patience, how do I?" So what he did, what the what the monks would do is at the end of the day, they would rate themselves basically if they were patient and if they were kind or if they meditated. They were, they were using the par methodology. They were planning. They, they had the intention. They were acting, right? They were recording and then basically the reassessing. What they didn't have is they, A, they, they probably never heard of the par methodology. Two, they didn't have the habit factor act so that so they have tracking and minimum success criteria some things that i think are essential but but i understand it sounds like it's an intangible and how do you put your you know this actually has its roots and i think you know this uh the benjamin franklin story are you familiar with his 13 virtues yes okay so so what did he do to he, he essentially tracked his behaviors. He tracked his habits. By the way, what is a virtue? It's what is a, a virtue? Um, basically like a, well, a, something that you uh, hold very highly and is, a, I guess, I guess kind of like a habit almost. Yeah. Nobody has a virtue without having the habit of the quality or the behavior. Yeah. So yes, if somebody, if if your virtue is um, honesty, you have the habit of being honest. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I like that. Say something. Say something while I look up. There's a there's a quote by Aristotle or Plato about, and it's in the book, by the way. But basically, it just says that it, I think it's Plato. Okay. That virtue virtue is a is 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 something that comes from habit. Nice, nice. Well, and. Uh, I really like just the fact the way you kind of laid out how the monks track it. And I mean, essentially, rather than having a very specific 
tangible action, which is kind of what I at least think about when I think about creating some of these habits, creating measurable things. Really what they were doing is sitting back and evaluating their day based on their definition of whatever these qualities were, being patient, being kind. So it's something where you just have to kind of know what your definition of it is and if you are living up to your definition of it. Absolutely. And and it gets less amorphous when you identify what it is you're after. You see, so Benjamin Franklin, and that's why he's all over the habit factor, he's, he's in many ways one of the great grandfathers of personal development. And, and in his track, so the first app I came out with, side note here, is it was, um, it was going to be the habit factor. And then I ran across the whole, I mean, this is five, six, seven years ago. I ran across this great story in, a, in an excellent book, how I raised myself to success from failure in sales by Frank Bedker. I can't believe I just pulled that out. How I raised myself from success, from failure to success in sales, Frank Bedker. At the end, he says, if, if this worked for Benjamin Franklin, maybe I should do it. And he started tracking some behaviors. But where I was going is that the first app I came out with, I put the habit factor aside saying, Nobody knows what the habit factor is. So I came out with an app called Virtue. And what I that allows you to do is identify the virtue you want, much like Ben Franklin did, but then you score yourself from one to five at the end of the day. What he did was he actually would put a tick mark if he didn't like the behavior or didn't match it. So to be clear, because I'm jumping around a little now, so, so the first thing he did, to be clear, is he would track one habit a week and then he would rotate through 13. I yeah. don't necessarily recommend that, but it worked for him. Then at the end of the day, if he was tracking patience, he would erase it if he did well and put a tick mark or two if he had infractions. So kind of a reverse tracking. Nonetheless, what the Virtues app does, and by the way, it needs an iOS 8 upgrade, is it allows you to score yourself from one to five and even set the bar. So you're like, well, my patients suck. I'm going to have a target of two. And then at the end of the day, you say, well, I was great. I was a three and a half. And so you track that. You can choose your tracking period. And that's how the app works. But you can see how this is all coming back again to habit. So uh, this is random, and I just have to ask you, your uh, Virtues app, does that have a big picture of Benjamin Franklin on it? <laughs> yes, it does. I think I used to, did you come out with it like several years ago? Yep, I used it. I think I used that for quite a while. Attaboy. Actually, like yeah, three or four little, years ago. Uh, we're just working on an update. I'm going through the whole the whole portfolio of apps here. You know, the habit factor um, has just been the runaway kind of success of the of the group and but the other ones are, are terrific so um we just kind of update them in order of usage if you will or popularity so so yeah. bucket list pro is getting an update eat the frog is coming out that's a brian tracy one virtues is going to get an update in noble pass which is kind of the eastern flavor of virtues it's it's the eightfold paths. So it's all, all fun stuff. Awesome. Awesome. 
So, uh, Martin, we're kind of getting towards the end of this podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we covered a lot of ground in it, and I think we talked about some great stuff. We always like to end kind of on some quotes, but you threw out a bunch during the podcast. So if you don't have one, no big deal. I think, I think we'll have plenty. <laughs> of one or two. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I ran across this one and it's here. So, so this came from a Jim Carrey video. He was like giving a, um, commencement address at Maharishi University or something. And somehow the video ended up in my lap. But there's a great quote in it. He talks about his father was a, a very funny man, but he, um, quote unquote, settled. He he didn't think he could be a, you know, a popular comedian. So he settled. He became an accountant. Not, mm. I mean, the world needs accountants. Accountants were great. But what Jim said is ultimately he was fired from the job or laid off, and and he saw that as troubling for multiple reasons one is he his dad he felt didn't push himself and and b this is the quote he said i saw you can fail at what you don't want to be or do so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love oh wow. and uh yeah i thought that was great i mean isn't that the truth though we can certainly fail at something you don't want to do so you might as well take a chance on something you want to do yeah, I really like that. That's a big, powerful one. Yep. Um, so, Martin, as we kind of wrap up, do you have any closing statements, um, any closing tips or anything like that for the listeners before you give your big brothers, big sisters sign-off? That's funny. So uh, the first one is, did I miss anything? And, and great job to you, Nick. Uh, you're you're terrific. You're doing great. But uh, no, nothing in particular other than the big brother stuff, which is, just a reminder that you don't necessarily have to have money to support Big Brothers or, or be a, a mentor. Um, just find a local chapter in your neighborhood and see if maybe the the timing works where you can be somebody's big brother or big sister. So we'll keep it short and sweet. Awesome. Well, Martin, thank you so much uh, and enjoy the rest of your evening. You too, Nick. Thank you very much. And we'll talk soon. Take care. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Habits to Goals podcast. I'm so excited that you could be here with us as we explore the habit factor and how habits can actually change your life. We'd love to hear what your big takeaways were from the epi- this episode. Simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash podcast. You can find all the episodes, all the previous episodes, and the show notes there, as well as all the resources that were mentioned in this episode of the podcast. I also really want to encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or whatever podcast player you listen to because we are delivering a brand new episode to you each and every single Monday and I don't want you to miss a single one. So simply go to thehabitfactor.com slash iTunes and leave uh, and subscribe there. We'd also really encourage you, if you enjoy these episodes, the best way to show your appreciation is to simply go leave a review on iTunes because that helps so many other people find the podcast and realize that this is the podcast for them that could really have an impact in their life, their business, and in just their happiness and wellness. So thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember to go out there and create habits that lead to your success.
If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.